Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Holy Trash Podcast. I'm Troyell. I'm Ashley Burgess. I'm Ashley Rice. And today, the topic we are throwing in the trash is... Just say yes. Let's go. a great episode because we all come from similar backgrounds where we didn't know how to say no and suffered immensely from it so <laughs> heed our advice yes and it's all i feel like for all of us it started in the church because i mean i remember growing up and even in different churches i would go to there's always this thing about like you should say yes you should say yes to whatever god's asking you you should say yes to whatever need there is like and so you're like there's all these things happening in the world that now i have to say yes to because that's what i'm supposed to do to show my loyalty that's what i have to show right that's what i have to do to show that i'm like really like into this and, and invested right and i feel like you fall into the danger of um, just like spreading yourself way too thin and like people always talk about like you can't give from an empty cup so you could be doing like all of these things but if you're not filling up yourself like what are you really giving somebody else if you're not also pouring into yourself yeah because you want to give like Whatever you give, you want it to be quality and you want it to be, Mm -hmm. you know, like your best. And so you can't do everything well. You have to master like a couple things and. Yeah. And I think too, like, that also leads to resentment. Like, that's why people, like in families, they always say yes to doing whatever and then they're like, holding in resentment because this other person is not also saying yes. Yeah. Or is not also giving as much as you are, whatever. Um, yeah. It's an ugly place to be. It's a dangerous place. It makes me think of, like, when Ariel was on, you know, a couple episodes before on the episode of Bipo- on Bipolar, and how she was just, like, into every single thing. But I think that... That in itself is a danger, too, because then after you start, like, doing that, you kind of make that your identity, Mm -hmm. where, like, you are just the yes person, you're, like, you know, you can always count on this person, and then it becomes, like, a part of who they are, so then you can't, like, ever say no, because, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because that's what people will expect from you, or that's how you feel like people will. Right. Yeah. And I've been, I'm not even going to lie, every time I see, like, a good post about, like, you know, just saying no, or, like, basically having boundaries and not apologizing for it, I love to repost it, A, because I'm hoping to manifest that in my life, but also, I think that people really are waking up to realizing, like, how sacred your time is, and Mm -hmm. how sacred, you know, just what you have to offer is you know and Mm -hmm. and being really um what's the word like selective on where you spend your time and how you spend your time and what you spend your time like doing Mm -hmm. so um i'm happy for that and 
<laughs> Two, I've also seen quotes that have been going around about like when you say no to something, you don't have to have something else that's happening for the reason that you're saying no. You can say no because this is my only mm-hmm. free time, so I'm going to take it. Yeah. Which I realized that that was harder for me. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. hard for me to say no if I had something else That's I needed true. to do. Right. Because I could just give that excuse. You always feel like but, you need to have an excuse mm-hmm. in order for that person to But if you're like, I just want to be with myself. Right. And it's like, why? Why don't you want to hang your excuse? Why don't you want to say no? Right. Like, yeah. And I think... Oh, were you about to say something? No, no. Um, certain personality types are more prone to... I guess like take being taken advantage of and like mm-hmm. constantly saying yes to people, mm-hmm. especially if you're an empath like me mm-hmm. and you you're so like in tune with how other people are feeling and worried about that that you like want to please them even mm-hmm. if you're like going against your own self and like what you really want. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> that's taught as self-sacrifice you're laying yourself down yeah. for other people first you're going to be like okay like I'm, i am going to lay myself down for this or that because you think you're doing something good and like for me i worked at this place and um it was always like their number one thing was always about saying yes 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 and like because of this person's yes this was created and these people were saved and this and this and this and so there's always like this huge thing put on like your yes and it was Mm -hmm. always important to say yes to the leaders because it was when you serve their dreams then you know your dreams yeah and it's like when you serve someone else's dreams then it helps your dream come true reality which honestly i've never experienced that (laughs) so even if their dream has nothing to do with what you want to do I know exactly. I'm like I always used to wonder how that would, I'm like how does like, that even make sense like you just have faith that's all you do yeah and so like I was in the situation where I was the only person working in this like specific department and so um I was always like saying yes to things because there was literally no one else to give the work to so if I said no then it wouldn't get done and so I remember there was something that needed to be done a big project and it was like right before another big project that I knew I had to do. And this person like gave this project to me very last minute and I didn't get everything that I need on needed on time to create this. So I was like super stressed about it. And I remember like talking to someone about it and like I I honestly just want to tell them no because like I this is too much, like I'm overwhelmed. And they were like, yeah, like, I can tell how overwhelmed you are. And they were like, but this is, like, one of the main leaders, and I don't think that you should say no. Oh, my God. And I remember, like, my body basically was screaming at me at this point. I was, um, like, I was working a lot during the week, but then with this project, I had to work on weekends. And so I was never getting any rest. And my body... I thought at first that I had like food poisoning and then I thought I had the stomach flu but like my body like I could not keep anything down like it felt like a very dull pain like in my stomach all of the time and then I had an ear infection literally in the same weekend I got an ear infection in both of my ears what I was sitting somewhere and I all of a sudden had this like weird feeling that I was gonna feel my ears pop 
and all of a sudden I had this like flashback to when I was in like preschool and I had um, an ear infection in both of my ears and they had to take me to the hospital and like put a thing in to drain all the fluid out of my ears. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, I had a flashback of that and I was like, I have to go to the doctor. And so I went and they're like, yeah, you have an, an ear infection. And so then the medicine that I had to take for that ear infection had side effects of stomach pain, so it just added. It was horrible. And then one day I woke up and literally, like, the world felt really small. And so, like, when I Googled it, like, like what what does it mean? Like, when you feel like the world's very small, you feel, like, trapped. And it was, like, of course, like, the suicide hotline popped up and everything. And I realized, I was like, I am, like very depressed over this like I had said yes to this and it wreaked havoc when I should have said no no matter who they were and so I ended up having to go I was like you know what I'm not making that much money but I found an online like therapy app and I just paid like every paycheck towards that like payment because I was like if I don't get help I don't know if I'm gonna make it like low-key because it was more, the most surprised I've ever felt in my life. Wow. And I just realized, like, this is a side effect of, like, saying yes to things that you really should have said no to. Yeah. And I had to learn in that moment, like, it doesn't matter who anybody is. Like, you have every right for your own sake yeah. to say no. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if that means you're that you're going to lose out on status, if you're going to lose out in, like, favor with them. Who cares? Like... What's more important is your health because in a moment, they'll replace you. Right. And do you want, and that's the thing, like, I mean, I, I obviously I get as with employers, it can be a little more difficult, but, you know, if you yeah. do have a, an opportunity to work for a company of your choice, I mean, these are things you should consider. Like, do, yes. what, what are their um, standards as far as, like, mental health goes and emotional health? And do they... They value that and prioritize that, you know, and actually care for people and not just numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's something to consider, I think, you know, especially on that interview part where you're like, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, That's when you lay it on them. <laughs> um, How do you treat your employees? Exactly. <laughs> like, It's crazy, though. That, sorry. No, go ahead. That in a ministry to have to feel that way, and I think so many people feel that way in ministry yes there's always like this um hierarchy like Mm -hmm. if i don't please this person above me then i'm doomed moving down the line (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. i'll lose out on promotion i'll lose out Mm -hmm. on recognition Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with god (laughs) nothing to to do with god we all get caught up in it and it's not just in the church i think it's yeah. In big corporations, businesses, I mean, um, and it's just one of those things you really have to ask yourself, like, is this all worth it, you know? Exactly. Is it all worth it? And if yeah. the answer is no, then it's time to do that hard work of <laughs> really prioritizing yourself and your time. I think that's, like, the, the main thing. When I first left church because I left many times. (laughs) It was a process. When I first left, I remember feeling like, like I had like flashbacks of just like the rebellious sermons and like the talks of just like, that's rebellion. That's, you know, like, which is witchcraft. And it's 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you're deceived and all this stuff. And um, oh no, I hadn't left yet. I was like considering leaving, and I just like didn't want to be at church anymore. Like I just had no desire there, and I was like scared for my life because I thought I was like falling, I was backsliding, mm-hmm. and like falling away. <laughs> And I remember I reached out to someone and I was like, I think I'm in rebellion and I'm so worried because like, da, 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 da. and he was like, if you are fearful that you're in rebellion, I don't think you're in rebellion. <laughs> I was literally in tears. Like, oh my God. I'm rebellious. It's like when, when, remember the unforgivable sin? And people would be like, have I, have I committed the unforgivable oh sin? Yes. And they would always be like, if don't you're worry. thinking about it, then you didn't. <laughs> like, don't worry. It's very hard to commit this. <laughs> I remember really? when my mom told me that, too. She was like, unless you, forg- you commit the unforgivable <laughs> sin. And I was like, what is it? And she's like, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. How can we say that there's an That's unforgivable so sin with an uncon... Like an... A loving God. Unconditional God. Like, yeah. Unconditional loving God. What? Yeah, that's what I was so. trying to say, and I couldn't <laughs> say it. Yeah. That's crazy. You sent your son that. to die, but you're still going to have an unforgivable And I was, I was out there as, like, a preteen living my reckless life. Like, I was just doing all kinds of... I mean, what can you do at, like, 11? But I was, like, gossiping and, like... You know, being whatever, and then I remember on Saturday night I would be like, "In the name of Jesus, cleanse my soul." <laughs> and then literally like listening to the worship music band. Like, <laughs> Monday morning, I was like, "I'm back, bitch, oh let's go!" <laughs> like it was just like a repeated cycle, and I would just always like check myself and be like, "Well, at least I hadn't committed the unforgivable sin." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And I would always check for the moon to make sure it wasn't blood red, cause that's when Jesus is coming. Wow. I'd be looking out the window like, we good. Anyway, put that rap song back on. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Um, so that was a that was my childhood. <laughs> I did love God for real, but <laughs> on Sundays only. <laughs> Did you see that yeah. meme that was like <laughs> me as like a like a five year old saying the, the Lord's prayer and you're yes. like I prayed a lot <laughs> I prayed a lot my soul to keep <laughs> God's like what <laughs> my soul to keep <laughs> I prayed the Lord my soul to keep <laughs> so yeah I used to be so afraid of rebellion and I feel like we. I feel like unhealthy cultures, whether it's in your church or it's in your business or wherever, where there's like a stigma on saying no. And it's not even like people will say anything, right? Because you can say no. Like, okay, for instance, at my old job, um, like, you know, if they called you in on your day off, like you could say no. Um, It's your right to say no. But there's still this like, Mm -hmm. this like feeling bad, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you're like... You have to, like, make them an excuse. I'm like, sorry, I would come in, but I'm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just to, like... You're like, if you work tomorrow, you're like, right. I but know, I'll be back tonight. but I'll be back tonight, red right eye. When I worked at Starbucks, I had this manager, and when, I was, like, kind of new, and she had started giving me more hours, I guess. But I was, like, in college, too, at the time. And she asked if I could stay, like... A couple hours extra or something like that. But yeah, she asked me if I could stay like later that day, but I like had a bunch of homework to do and I literally like 
wasn't going to be able to do it. And so I was like, no, sorry, I can't. And she legit was like, wow, you know, with all the extra hours I'm giving you, I'm really surprised that you would say no. <gasps> and, like, the culture there was so bad, like, oh my that God. she created. Yeah. That's crazy. It was like it's That's like that shame culture. I was just gonna like, say like mm-hmm. it's that unspoken, but she literally spoke it. <laughs> she was yeah. like, "Really, you're gonna say no <laughs> to me in these hours?" Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! But yeah, just the way that people try to shame you when you mm-hmm. do say no, yeah. it just makes you not want to. Yeah, because they talk crap about you. Yeah, when you do say no. Ugh. Shame on you for being true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on you for just you know. Literally doing what you want. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, all that to say, I feel like we we really need to embrace, as a society, just normalizing saying no. And not letting that... I think what makes people offended is that you automatically think it's against you. Like, you automatically make it personal. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like... That's what's helped me because, you know, I'm like, I'm an extrovert, so I don't usually need to break away. I mean, I I do love my alone time, but I don't need to break away to recharge. So when other people need to break away to recharge, like when I was super unhealthy, I would, I would take it personal and I'd be like, oh, they don't want, it's rejection. They don't want to hang out with me. They don't want to, I'm too much. I'm too loud. I'm too this. And really, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them and them needing to get their lives. So I think that's the biggest thing is like learning not to take everything personal when mm-hmm. people say no and realize that everyone is just a walking universe with a million and one things going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just not always about you, point blank. And then you you're less likely to be offended by somebody setting that boundary and saying, you know what? I'm just not going out tonight. And they don't owe you an explanation. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like constantly questioning myself with that too. Like, even with you guys, when you're like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like trying to think of an excuse. (laughs) But then I finally was like, actually not tonight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I don't have an excuse except I just... Just don't want to. Maybe I did say, I don't know, but... No, you lied. You said that Jonah was sick. (laughs) You said Jonah had corona. (laughs) And I've learned from, you know, my past experiences of having to say no or, like, wanting to say no. (laughs) Like, I've learned to accept it. Like, when people say no, I'm like, okay. Yeah. They obviously can't do it. They have their reasons. Like, it's it's not my business. And you can see when, like, the people are struggling, too. I always, like, pick up on that. Like, you'll text somebody and the bubbles will come up. Then they'll go away. And the bubbles will come back and it'll go away. And I'm like, if you're busy, it's fine. We can do it. Yeah, I always say, like, hey, can you help me with this? If not, no worries. Yeah, like, exactly. I just want you to know pressure. No pressure. Off. You do not have I just to do it. was offering, but you know, if you got something to do, you got something to do. Or if you don't got something to do, but you want to do it anyway. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that was a good laugh. I saw a post on Instagram by Carlos Rodriguez, and he basically, it said, you're only rebellious in the eyes of those who can no longer manipulate you. And that really just liberated me because 
obviously my fear of being rebellious but it's so true like once people can no longer use that over you then they dismiss you as rebellious or they dismiss you as bitter or they dismiss you as offended or they dismiss you as all these things because you can no longer um you know be forced to do anything by that mm-hmm. that pull once you've decided you know what this is my boundary and mm-hmm. I'm not doing it like no I'm not going to come in on my off day and do this I'm not because I'd rather be at home and there's nothing wrong with that um and once you decide that and you can no longer be they can no longer pull on those heartstrings of yours you know mm-hmm. or be like oh well I really need someone and you're like I'm so sorry no, that's I unfortunate hope you, I hope you find someone <laughs> Dude, my brother is really good at that, like, even in his young age. Like, when I was his age, I was not thinking like that. But he's so good at He's like, no, I will not be overworked. Yeah. I will not give more than I want to. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't give any explanation. He's just like, nope, that's yeah. it, and that's it. <laughs> like, I feel like even in relationships, too, there's a lot of people who um, are just the yes people. Okay, here's some truth. There's some people that you're not even in love. They're just, like, holding on to the fact that you're always going to be there. The fact that you're, like, your codependency is what fuels the relationship. And mm-hmm. I've seen so many, like, couples who, like, that's basically what it is. There's oh, givers I love her and so takers. Much. She's always there. Mm-hmm. You know, she, anytime I need her, like, I'm like... Me. Because there's always those people on the opposite side where they're just like, kind of like on the prowl for that type of person. Right. That is easily manipulated. And right. They're like, what like can I get out of this mm-hmm. person? Right. So if you're like an empath and you're like a, like a sensitive person, like you're gonna, you have to be careful because you're gonna be prone to that type of relationship. Right. If you're not, if you don't know who you are and mm-hmm. have your boundaries. And then you keep asking yourself, why do I keep dating these guys? I keep attracting these same people. That's the truth. Then they're done that. One thing I love about children, especially like young, like toddlers, they just do exactly what they want. Like everything (laughs) they do is intentional. Like, and they're like, if I'm going over to pick up this truck and take it out of your hands, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And they just do not apologize for it. Mm-hmm. And I just love watching that. I think, A, because I'm, like, wanting that in my own life, you know, just to, like, go where exactly where I want to go and not apologize for it and not be worried about what other people think of me and not be, you know, trying to fit a certain image. I'm just literally being present in the moment, enjoying life. I think we can learn a lot from kids in that way. <laughs> Just so unapologetic. And they set their boundaries real quick. Yeah, can do. I have? No. Okay. <laughs> and they don't even like bat an eye. <laughs> nope. Can I have some? No. You can't. That's or tell me what to do. Like that one girl when she was trying to put her seatbelt on, but she was struggling. Her dad was like, do you need help? She's like, why don't you worry about your own self? Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> worry about yourself. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, like, you know those parents who, like, are super praising their kids for, like, being that selfless person, mm-hmm. you know? Like, 
Mm-hmm. I bet you those people who like end up in those relationships, you know, where they're like, why do I keep becoming this person? Like if they looked back in their childhood, they would probably see like their parents being like, that's so good that you sacrificed your life and your, you know, and don't get me wrong. Sacrifice is good to learn. It's a good skill. And like that it's not all about you, but mm-hmm. you know, those people, those parents who just overly do it. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that to me. I love you. You want some ice cream? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then it creates this like, oh yeah, that's true. They get that from love, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, if I, I get it. If this I is start, how I get love. Exactly. This yeah. is how I get love. Yeah. There has to be those boundaries, even within your family, within parenting, yep. within your marriage, even. It's um, like, you're not going to get rid of it. So you might as well just learn it because <laughs> with jobs, it affects every part it of It only life. gets more complicated. It really does. When you get married true. and then when you have kids, it's like, you better have that figured out because... I done lost my mind for about <laughs> two years? almost two years. <laughs> little, little leeches? No, I'm just kidding. So yeah, so like for an example, if you're like a codependent person or are prone to like being codependent, like you can be codependent with your spouse and what that looks like is feeling overly um responsible for like their well-being or like Mm. for their happiness or for their even for their self-worth like wow like you feel overly responsible for that and that's a form of codependency that i think probably a lot of married couples couples have especially if you don't have like a lot of friends or like a social life and like you're all each other has like i feel like in the beginning of my marriage, like, that was me and David. Like, we only pretty much had each other. And we were so, like, worried about making the other person happy that it just caused so much weird imbalance. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, what does codependency even stem from? Like, not being able to... It's like not being able to do anything yourself, right? Like, you always need... Um, not because like I know people like, who are codependent and they like literally can't do anything by themselves like. well there's two sides of it it's the person who but then again it could be both <laughs> I don't know it's like when you feel responsible like for that person in an unhealthy way that it's affecting your mental health and your mm. your ability to do like, anything else but to like, like, let's say I had a gym buddy and, you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with having gym buddies. But, like, if they can't go, then I don't go. Isn't that a form of codependency? Or, like, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, you're not going? Okay, I'm not going to go. But you really do want to go to the gym. <laughs> but you're not going to go. No? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, mean, a good example I feel like be... that's, like, a, a mild... I mean, yeah, that's not, like, the, but that that is, I'm just trying to understand what it is. Like, an example of codependency is, like, if you're a mom and you have a son or a daughter who is addicted to some drug and you keep helping them out and bailing them out. Oh, like an enabler. Yeah, yeah, they're not learning a lesson. They're just being enabled by you. And so So then that person no longer can do things on their own because they just rely on you and then you always do it for them. But that need is being met. That you feel needed. Yes. Yeah, but I think in marriage it can go both ways to where 
you're both enabling each other. Like, mm. it doesn't have to be, like... Just one person. Yeah. I mean, there might be, like, that more prominent person, but... So it's basically, like, just an absence of self and, like, being strong on your own. Like, if you can't tell where you end and that person begins, then you might be codependent. Wow. Because you're so wrapped up in each other's Mm -hmm. emotions that it causes anxiety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... You can feel those people, too, like... Um, I've seen married couples where, like, one couple will walk into the room, or one couple, one one half of the couple, like, the guy will walk into the room, for instance, and the girl, like, if he's, like, stressed out or, you know, pissed off, mm-hmm. her so complete, her whole mood changes, mm-hmm. and, like, and don't get me wrong, like, there's nothing wrong with caring for your loved ones and stuff, but you can just tell when they wear it, like, you know what I mean? Like, now she's in a bad mood, and she's like, I can't, I have to go, and you're like, what just... <laughs> Just yeah, that was you know, definitely. like, oh I mean, it's true. I mean, I wasn't even. I was thinking about other. No, I. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not like that anymore. But, like, yeah, I used to be kind of bad. Like, I wouldn't even want to go. Like, I like I had to like go to bed at the same time as him to where like if he would stay up or if he would go to bed like I would have anxiety about that like just weird stuff like oh wow everything had to be like together or like yeah I feel that or there's like a yeah everything has to be together <clears throat> and then even if you really want to go to bed you're up resenting them for being up yeah. because <laughs> you want to go to sleep <clears throat> when you could mm-hmm. just go to sleep right yeah. And then, like, not allowing that person to have their own life and their own hobbies. Like, you should have a life outside of your spouse or your whatever relationship you're yeah. in yeah. that doesn't always involve them. Like, right. mm-hmm. that's, like, really important to still have your own identity um, outside of your relationship. Or your job. Or your ministry. Or even with your kids. Or with your kids. That's a huge one, I think. (sighs) I can't even speak on that because I'm not a parent, but I see it a lot. And, you know, I I don't have any judgment, but... (laughs) Yeah, I've been seeing that more lately. Like, even with Jonah, where I'm like, okay, I do need to have more boundaries with him. Like, Mm -hmm. for the sake of my own, like, mental health. Like, Mm -hmm. you know... It's hard. But it's also, I think it's like, it's hard, uh, yeah, because it's your kid. But it's also, like, helpful for them, too, you know, to learn. You're the first person teaching them. Yeah, I'm teaching him to be codependent if I'm constantly, like... Right. You know, not letting him learn for himself certain things. Right. It's now time for the Chakra of the Day with Ashley Rice. So the heart chakra is located, obviously, in the center of your chest, and it is the fourth chakra from the bottom, and it's associated with the color green. Ooh, my favorite color. Um, This chakra is responsible for our compassion, our empathy, um, our connectedness, and our ability to love unconditionally. So, if your heart chakra is blocked, you may feel isolated, withdrawn a lot, Uh, you might have a hard time forgiving people, and be overly critical of yourself and of others. 
other hand, if it's overly active, which is what we're talking about tonight, um, you may struggle with codependency, neglecting your self-care and emotions, and saying yes to things when you don't really want to. Wow. Um, so, some of the ways you can balance your heart chakra is get a lot of fresh air, like, especially if you live in a big city, try to get out of the city, away from the pollution, and just get outside because it is um, associated with the air, the element air in your heart chakra. So, and then being physically active, like especially doing yoga, can be really good for balancing the energy. And then obviously meditation and affirmations. Just taking the time to get in touch with your emotions by meditating, journaling, doing something creative, and some affirmations that you can say of yourself are, I am open to give and receive love. I love and accept myself fully and I am connected to the universe and to other lives. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Holy Trash Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to our channel, tell your friends about us, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Holy Trash Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, you can email them to us at holytrashpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.